Welcome back to another Macam in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland game, this time in the Cup. We were, I think it was three games away from Europa League next season. It's fair to say we're not going to be getting that now um, after a 5-1 defeat away to Arsenal, which there are plenty of positives to come from, which you wouldn't necessarily think so coming from a 5-1 defeat, but there was. Um, Dylan and John are going to join to talk about the game as well. Um, and the first thing I suppose John is... First game, I think I would say, in the last six years where everyone, from a Sunderland point of view, went into the game without a care in the world what happened. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to be on that that end, isn't it? You know, we've we're always under pressure, you know, we've especially, you know, where we are, there is always that massive pressure and it's nice for once for you know, for us to for it to be a big game. Um, you know, because obviously we play Blackpool and, and QPR not necessarily, you know, the biggest of teams. Um, and that there's really been a, a pressure on us, you know, then. But, you know, we're against a bit, a big, really, really big team. We're absolutely flying in the Premier League. So it was nice to maybe have a a free hit. Um, yeah, fi- finally, should we say. Yeah. And it, it is one of them games, Dylan, where, you know, if Sunderland won, everyone would be absolutely buzzing. If Sunderland lost, like I said, no one really cared. It was kind of expected. You You wouldn't expect to be... You know, given Arsenal, a team that is sitting fourth in the Premier League, a, a defeat. Um, but like I say, we'll get into them. But there were plenty of positives to take from it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I was good at the game, and I would have just been. I was like, I'll be happy as long as we score, and we did. I know we got smashed five-one, but I think that the performance was much better than the the scoreline suggests, as you, as you said. And I think, uh, I think the Arsenal fans thought that we cared much more than we actually did about this game because yeah. I was like sat, I was sat right on the end, like the end seat next to the home end, and at full time they were just like putting like, the phone cameras in my face that and I was like I was like you still understand that. I literally couldn't care less that we were just gonna beat like, I wasn't yeah. really expecting to beat you. But I mean, yeah, no, it was a decent decent game. But I, I still enjoyed it, even though we got smashed on paper. <laughs> yeah. Like Dylan said there, John, we lost five one, but looking at the game as a whole, it wasn't really a five one defeat, was it? It it a five one defeat sounds like a heavy defeat where Arsenal absolutely dominated you and could have scored more, but it wasn't really like that, was it? No, it was, you know, I think they, they took their chances and to be fair, they were they were a quality side, you know, on, on the other hand, if we maybe take, you know, our chances, you're looking at a different score, but you've only got to look at, at the Arsenal team, do you know what I mean? Ben Ben White played £50 million, Pepe, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about him, but he goes for 70, Odegaard, you know, he's playing at Real Madrid, um, you know, literally last last season and uh, that type of thing and then you've got Smith Rowe again another one who's absolutely flying um, and you know I'll name another one Tavares at left back he's only just come out of the team so these you know these players are absolutely on the top of their game in, in the Premier League so for us you know it was I think, I think we gave them a good game you could probably see the difference in in uh, quality and here and there maybe just handling I want to say the in-game pressure because I don't think there was any pressure on that team as a whole, but you could see individually, I think a few of them just got, you know, maybe a little bit nervous, you know, sort of Dan Neal sort of first 20 minutes was caught in possession a couple of times, just just little things like that, but that's the difference between, you know, the Premier League and, and League One. Yeah, it was always going to be an interesting game to watch Dylan to see how, you know, the players that we've got kind of stepped up to the completely different level that they used to. Um, obviously, Morecambe a few weeks ago at home and then Arsenal away just a few weeks later. But Arsenal put out a strong side. Um, I don't think it was a starting level. They had a few players missing, you know, like, like Lacazette and Sackham and, and Gabriel and teams like that. But they still had a very strong team. I think it's fair to say a lot of the younger Sunderland players 
didn't look phased at all and it almost looked like they'd been play, playing Premier League the whole time. Yeah, no, I mean, all the players that we were looking forward to seeing how they did against a big team, I would say they all, they all handled the game quite well. I think as other than Daniel's slightly shaky start, I think he was I think he was really good. Uh, Broadhead, obviously, with an excellent finish. Just a shame about his injury. I think it, when, I think Callum, Callum Doyle did quite well other than the goals, obviously. But, I mean, that was more, I don't even think that was bad defending for us. That was just, obviously, three of them were like, tap-ins as in Arsenal managed to get themselves in a very good position to score them and there was nothing we really could have done because it was just an excellent build-up from them so yeah I think overall the, the younger lads did did quite well and, uh, and I think uh, Bailey Wright as well did a good job of uh, get, get having their, their attackers a bit a bit rattled uh, a couple of the Arsenal fans I spoke to aren't a big fan of him now <laughs> yeah we'll look through some of the goals I say some of them all of them um, Sunderland didn't really see much of the ball in the first 15 minutes, kind of as expected. Um, a very small shout for a penalty in the first few minutes, which I don't think was ever going to be given as a penalty. Um, but eventually, as probably expected, Arsenal did take the lead, John. And it, it's one of them goals that there's not really much you can do about it. It's a big slice of luck. Burge makes a save, it falls to Enketia, who just, I think it came off his knee and he, he put it into an empty net, essentially. There's... When you look at the goals that were conceded in the game, we weren't necessarily outplayed for them, were we? No, not not really. Um, I think they were just maybe one or two seconds, you know, ahead of us, and that's again, that's just a difference in quality. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on the, the certain left backs' performance, you know, defending against Pepe. But I think all of them just, you know, their vision and their ability to pick a pass was just. You could just tell, you know, the difference in quality is there. On on the first goal, you know, Burge makes a good save. I think Gooch is on the, like, sort of falling over, but yeah. it's one of those you maybe want, you know, I'll probably be in hypercritical here, but you want at least, you know, one of your your centre-backs to be in and around that area just to be there. Um, and, and they're not. And again, that's just that's just a different a different level um, type of thing for me. You know, they're, they've got so many things to worry about and, and people to mark, and it's just... It's just one lemon, and you know the fair fair play to Nikitio, who I've, I've always rated. I've always watched Arsenal quite a bit. To be fair, because um, my wife used to watch him quite a lot. So to, to be fair, you know he's he is a very very good striker on on paper, and he's shown us what he's all about. Yeah, I think that might be my favourite pronunciation of his name. To be honest, yeah, it's probably wrong. Is it Nikitio? Nikitio, oh, well, Nikitio, I think it is, but that definitely yeah. sounds better. Yeah, definitely. It should yeah. be that. I do hate him now because he scored a hat-trick against us, but yeah, yeah. we'll give him that. Um, second goal, Dylan. Again, not necessarily outstanding play from Arsenal. It, this one was a deflection of Doyle. Um, Pepe scoring it. Again, it, it, when you're playing a team like Arsenal, and I don't want to say luck wasn't in our favour because it wasn't necessarily luck, but just s- sort of avoidable goals, the first two. Yeah, yeah, to to a degree, I, I, I they were they were avoidable, but I mean, it's sort of like when you when you're at, when you're in there in, in their ground with with their players who are obviously as much as it wasn't their their strongest side, still players who were levels above levels above the ones we've got. It's sort of like we 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 were we were good, but class is sort of shown in, in moments like that, and then they took advantage of those of those moments where sometimes we didn't. I know, like we had we had a good couple few few shots on target. They uh, obviously only scored the one. I think we had about five shots actually on target, whereas they had they had uh, the nine and, and scored scored five of them. So, 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, if they're in the position and they finish it, I'm fair, fair play at them, I suppose. Yeah. It was 10 and 6 for shots on target. So ratio is right, just one less for each team. But three minutes later, John, um, Sunderland did what I think what we were just hoping they would do in the game. I don't think anyone was really expecting a win. People were just hoping that would score the goal at some point in the game and, and probably scored the goal. Well, the best time to score a goal is obviously the first goal in the game. But when you're 2-0 down, um, 2-1 is a, a scoreline that kind of does change the momentum of the game. And, and we'll get on to that now. But it's a very good goal to score from someone's point of view. You know, we won the ball. I think it was Dan Neal that won it eventually. It's a good through ball to Embleton who plays at a broad head. And, and that is not a league one finish, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. You know, and there's a reason why, you know, he's he's registered to to a Premier League team. Uh, like you say, Dan Neal wins wins the ball and, and his vision, you know, we know in years gone by, um, you know, midfielders would have, you know, to hold the ball, maybe look for a, a free kick or, or play out wide. But, you know, Daniel's got that vision to to go forward. And, you know, thankfully we've got Elliot Embleton there, um, you know, who can, again, it's probably on par with uh, Daniel to to see the run. And um, it's, it's a fantastic run from Broadhead. And to be fair, you know, we've, we've sort of torn through a, a fairly decent Premier League team's midfield and defence, you know, we've sort of shredded them. You can, even when the ball's going in, you can see, you know, um, Ben White is absolutely fuming, but, you know, it's it's a it's a very, very good goal. You know, it's not a scrappy one or, you know, we've battled it in from a corner or, you know, like you'd expect, you know, say if Wickham played, I don't know, you know, Man City, that's the sort of goal that Wickham would have scored, you know, <laughs> the, old bat, the old battering one, whereas we've played, you know, a pure football one. And I think, I think we were really, really unlucky to lose Broadhead and obviously, you know, we'll talk about the rest of the game, you know, shortly. But, you know, I think as soon as he comes off, we we lost that dynamic, which I think is, that's how you're going to play against Arsenal, you know, um, on that counter-attack and those those threaded balls. But as soon as you don't, you know, as soon as you take Broadhead out of that, for me, I think we just, I don't want to say fell to pieces, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't the same. And I think that's the reason we, you know, we're on the end of a, a bit of a, you know, thumping on paper. Yeah. And like John said there, Dylan, we lost the dynamic when Broadhead went off, but I think it wouldn't be too far to say we lost the game when Broadhead went off. You know, a lot of the play when we went forward was through Broadhead. He had two up front, Broadhead with a pace, Ross Stewart holding the ball up. Um, he was involved in, in pretty much everything that we did. Obviously, got himself the goal. But the substitution was a weird one as well, wasn't it? You know, Sunderland aren't going to defend and keep out an Arsenal side. They take off a, a striker, um, albeit a forced change, for an unfit fullback, it was a strange one. Yeah, no, I thought I thought we were very much in, in the game until until Broadhead came off, and, and uh, as much as much as we were going to lose lose the sort of uh, like the chances we were we would have had with him on the pitch anyway, the fact that we brought Denver Hume on for him just uh, it just made it made it worse because I mean, like obviously as I said, he's play, he hasn't played much this season. He won't. He wouldn't have been completely fit, and he's just like uh, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that change. Should have just stuck with Brian on, or or even I would have preferred to even say Kim you know, come on because yeah. then at least it would have been another attacker. We could have kept kept at them like someone with a bit a bit quick, and as opposed to just sticking a full back on and changed like changing to a back four, which was I think was our undoing in that game because we looked when we had the the five, it wasn't we were playing remotely well like decently well for a league one side but then we just as you said it sort of just fell to pieces a bit after that change yeah well second half um arsenal restored their two goal lead fairly quickly john um and i think it's the first of two 
defensive frailties, I will say, from Sunderland's point of view for the goals. Embleton, I, I don't know what he's doing there. Um, obviously, he went in for the tackle on, I think it was Tavares, ball into the box, and Nketiah doing what Nketiah does, and just it's a good finish in the end. But from Embleton's point of view, you've got to take the ball, or you've got to take the man. But he just he, he does neither, he, he does nothing. Yeah, I think it's it's really poor from Embleton. You know, on a, I think he played really well. Just apart from that, and I think that did did let him down slightly. You know, I'd I'd expect him to absolutely smash him there, even if you're nowhere near the ball. But I think the ball was there to be won. But it's just it is a really really poor tackle, and not even the sense that he get he gets the man, he doesn't get anything, doesn't get bored the man. And I think um I think it's Tavares um who, who gets there and just sort of he's got the pick of you know the Arsenal movement in the box, which is quality. So for me, it's it's really poor by Emerton. I think he's almost he's almost killed us with that. You know, I'm sure the the broadhead substitution, you know, didn't you know was a big thing as well. But I think Emerton just just not winning that. You know, just smash him if you have to take a booking. We'll take the free kick, and I'm sure we could have defended it. You know, because they're not they're not great in the air, um, Arsenal. Um, yeah. So yeah, really really poor for me. Yeah, and then just so just shy of ten minutes later, and Ketia got his hat trick. Um, and this is a goal that will be worth talking about. Um, but initially for the goal, we'll we'll forget about the build up for for now, Dylan. Um, again, you know, a ball in the box, a good finish. But again, it, it, it's not one of them goals that you look at and think, wow, he, he's hit the top corner from thirty yards, or he skinned four or five players and and done this and that. It's just a ball in the box, and we were second to win the ball. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, as you said, it's, you just said there, it's, it's just one, one of those ones there. It was like, oh, oh, the finish itself was obviously brilliant. I, I was like, when it went in, I thought, no, no way he's done that. And I saw the replay and I was like, oh, sort, sort of resembled uh, the one Broadhead did uh, yeah. the other week. But uh, but yeah, no, we were just, we weren't quick enough to get to it. And I mean, I think I think at that point, the heads had, especially for, in the defence, the heads had gone down a bit because obviously that was like, we were getting thrashed at that point. And I think it's just a case of the, the oh, and Kenny knew we had the beat of the defenders having already scored two, and he just went in and took took the took the third goal. Yeah, but the build up for the goal, John. Um, some people would have you believe that you can't criticise players um, just because you're playing the Premier League team, but defensively from Hume for that one, um, I think that was the first time he got the ball put through his legs and did the same thing a minute later. You learn that when you're playing football at an under seven, under eight levels. You know, he, he couldn't have possibly had his legs any wider there. He's so flat footed. You know, it takes him two or three seconds to turn around to go back towards Pepe and try and get the ball back. It's just simple defensive ever again, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, we've seen it a thousand times. I don't know how we can, you know, how we can almost defend it, if, if you see what I mean. He's, he's just very square. You know, very square on, and it's you know it's so easy. You literally just think you just you know put it through his legs. Um, it's it's, it's, it's even a case of after Pepe's put it through his legs, block him off, give away a free kick, but he, he does nothing. Yeah, and I, th- I think we can then go back to I don't think one on one Denver Hume's a very good defender, and against you know a lot I've seen a lot of people say it doesn't matter who it is, but you know this guy's gone for for seventy one million pounds. To be fair, he he does that to Premier League. Uh, defenders. So, and, and this is not excusing Hume in any way. You know, Hume is playing at League One, Sunderland as a, you know, I don't know, second or third choice left back. 
Um, you know, and I, again, I'm not excusing excusing errors because they are really, really basic. But you know, he's he's tearing them apart, and you know, for me, he's, he doesn't even get anywhere near the Sunderland team at at the moment for me. And probably, you know, especially when everyone's fit, probably doesn't even get in the squad. Um, and that's that that's just the level he's at. But like I said, for me, I'm maybe a bit. You know, I'm not that old, but I'm probably a bit old school and I'm thinking maybe if Pepe's going to try and go one-on-one with you, you need to smash him early on yeah. um, and then see if he fancies it because I don't think he would. You know, he's got a bit of a temperament in him, so we could, we could have maybe roused, you know, roused that a little bit. So I was a little bit disappointed no one did, you know, properly give him one. Um, and then, you know, I was, what, what, else can you, what else can you say about being that? Was it twice got that leg? You know, could have yeah, been for a and then booked a minute later for a similar kind of... Passage of play. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. The damage is already done. I think he knows he's got you on toast, and I think Hume probably couldn't wait to to get off the pitch in the end. And you know, is I think it's all all a bit of balance. You know, I th- I just think one on one, he's just he's a poor defender. I think he's okay going forward because he's got the pace and he can stretch the play. And I think we saw that in in flashes. You know, if I was maybe clutching at straws a little bit, you know, for him going forward. Um, but you know, one on one defender, I wouldn't have him in League One one on one defending, so I certainly wouldn't have him against. You know, a Premier League, you know, sort of a multi-million pound so-called superstar at Arsenal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him against him either. So yeah, it's one, it's one of those. You know, Dennis Serkin's back now, so hopefully it's, you know, it's just back up for now. Yeah, and one of the things that people said on Twitter at the time, Dylan, to kind of excuse Hume's inability to defend something that is pretty simple to defend: you close your legs, it doesn't get past you, it doesn't score the goal. Is the fact that Pepe did cost seventy-two million, but just because he cost 72 million doesn't mean he's worth 72 million. You know, we paid 30 million for Endong and Gilabodji, but were they worth 30 million? I'd probably say not. It's just a case of, I think it would be far more excusable if Hume didn't do that in every single game he's played in the last four seasons in League One against average League One players. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, in regards to Pepe, I was talking to one of my flatmates because he's obviously an Arsenal fan. And he, and he 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 was basically he was just absolutely rinsing me at the end of the game, saying how have you let how's your fullback let Nicholas Pepe look like a decent player because apparently he's not very he's, he's shocking for them most weeks. And so I mean it's it's like he bit, he likened them paying seventy two million for him to us paying four million for Will Grigg. I was like okay fair enough. And then uh, but on on Hume it's obviously he's he is he's he's very poor now and it's like I think obviously he hasn't played much. But had he, I don't want to hold grudges, but had he signed the contract when he was offered at the start of the summer, he would have been good bit got into the season as our first choice left back, and then through playing regularly, he would have improved. But it's at the point now where I'd rather see Tyrese Dice playing instead of him yeah. because he's just he's he's done for me now. I think. Yeah, I've seen people say that Hume should be used more as a forward player, as kind of a third or fourth choice option now. John is. Is that a fair way of putting it now? You know, we've, we've seen for a long time now he's not a very good defender. And to be honest, I don't know, honestly, if he's worse one-on-one than Big Fadze never was, you know, defensively. Like, I'd, I'd generally make that comparison at this point. Um, but would he be more useful going forward as opposed to uh, defensively? Um, I think a li- and maybe a little bit, you know. Um, I think you did see him go... You know, again, maybe it's if the Premier League's a little bit more physical, but when he was going through, when he was quite high up, it was for me, he was just a bit weak. Um, and like like Dylan sort of touched on, if he either maybe signed a contract early, obviously we don't know the reasons behind it and all that type of thing. So we'll 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 get him, we'll give him that. Um, but for me, just not 
just wasn't strong enough. You know, and even, you know, it's, I don't think it's a case of even closing your legs when you're defending, you know, just side on. Everyone should know yeah. that's defend. We've known for, for ages now, he's not very good um, one-on-one defending. The only the only thing I, I you know, could, that could go in his postcom is, like I say, he can play a lot more forward. And I think when we play in League One, we will be a forward-thinking team as opposed to, you know, we're going to have to sit back, tuck in, you know, against an Arsenal. We're, we're not going to have that. So maybe that's the only, you know, the only reason he's, he is still here and maybe he gets a bit of a chance, but I'd still, you know, I'd still well, maybe have O'Brien. I'd probably even give Kim Pioca a chance in, in one of those a lot more forward thinking um, places. And obviously we've got Serkin coming back and you, you would have thought he's a, he's a shoe in to, to come back in. Yeah. Um, just while we thought it was going to end at 4-1, and I think the commentator said something similar, um, it was 5-1. And again, it was very similar to the other you know, three or four goals in the game, John, where the ball in the box, there was that young Patino who came on for Arsenal, who, who was very highly rated. It's a simple finish, first of the ball, we were second to it. Again, not, you know, like I say, Arsenal are a quality side, they're going to find them pockets of space and, and be able to pull off that pass. But on another day, we block them crosses or get lap ball first and, and could come away with something from that game. And I think that is the main positive from it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we marked those spaces very well. We were probably, you know, caught up with their movement and, you know, their, their movement was so good and we we're probably concentrating on sort of other people. And to be fair, you know, he's in the team, they sort of snuck in and just sort of passed it in. Um, I'm not sure I quite subscribe to the, he's a wonder kid this little patino because he literally just sort of wandered in and just passed in with sort of the freedom of the box um but like you say normally we you know normally we defend those those areas pretty well but i think you've maybe just got to take the game in isolation and their movement is just you know phenomenal you know i don't i don't know where to look when you're watching their their movement and their passing and their range of passing as well that's you know that's not the sort of thing that maybe they're used to um, yeah. You know, these defenders, they're, they're obviously League One players and they're League One players for a reason, you know. So when you do go up to that Premier League and we're talking the top end of the Premier League, you know, it's not like we're playing Newcastle. Um, you know what I mean? You, then you will get that that absolute, you know, pure level of of quality. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think we did OK. Obviously, they took their chances and, you know, it's a lot to learn. It's a good learning curve and a good experience for them. And, you know, they deserve it. And, you know, it's a shame that ended 5-1, but that's the way it goes. But, you know, it's... I don't know when was the last time we were happy when we lost 5-1. Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't Rotherham. Um, <laughs> but that is the second 5-1 defeat of the season, Dylan. But like I say, compared to the Rotherham one, it, just, it feels very different. You're playing a much better side. And the performance from Sunderland wasn't a bad performance at all. Um, you've got Dan Neal, who, like we say, he had a, you know, the first five, ten minutes. You could tell that it was kind of his first game against a Premier League side and wanted to impress possibly a bit more than that he needed to. Um, but he grew into the game as it went on. Um, Broadhead, who looks like he's, like I say, looked like he'd been playing Premier League football his whole life. And, and that finish was a very good finish. His, his injury is going to be a big blow to Sunderland. But Alex Pritchard, probably one of the best players on the pitch, which considering he's playing against, you know, former Champions League winners, former Champions League players and, and Premier League winners, that is, you know, it's some feat that. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Uh, obviously I think he was definitely definitely up for the up for the game. Obviously having come through having come through at Spurs, he will have been looking forward to playing Arsenal. But I mean it was it was clear to see why he's been playing in the Premier League before. And I think he's one that one of those players where 
if he hadn't had such a consistent uh, injury record, he'd probably still be playing Premier League or at least high-end championship now. So, I mean, if he's going to play like that every week from now on, especially in League One, we've got one of the the best midfielders in, in the league on our hands, really. Yeah. And like we say, John, he did have a you know kind of a tough start when he first signed for Sunderland. He hadn't played too much football. He didn't look fit. Um, he couldn't play the full ninety minutes. But in these last four, five, maybe six games, he's he's been one of the most consistent players. He's shown what he's capable of. You know, for someone who's God knows how tall, he's very difficult to get off the ball. Yeah, he's you know he's another one who's you know he's he's played in the Premier League for for a reason. You know, and Huddersfield paid eleven million pound. For him, which you know, again, it's it's another one of those. Um, he, he didn't obviously have the best start when he came here, but it's nice to see a player actually come here. And <clears throat> I say nice to see, you know, when we always sign players who either haven't had a preseason or are out of favour at their other teams and don't train, and they're they're the sort of players we get. And then when we get them players up to speed, it's a bit like, oh, okay, you know, it's just another, you know, flat line level League One player. Um, so it's nice to see. It's actually. Okay, we've had to get him. He's had his troubles. He didn't have a preseason, but we've got him up to speed now. And you'd probably say, he's, you know, again Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, he was probably you know our, our best player. Um, you know, holding the ball up, and he he didn't look out of place. You know, one little bit, and we're actually seeing that you know in League One consistency now. And as long as we can keep him fit, touch wood, um, I think we've got a very very good player on our hands. Yeah. Well, we'll go into play ratings like we do. And Dylan Lieberge, six out of ten, made some good saves. Um, could have possibly done a little bit better with the first one, but you know it's a close range save where you'd probably expect a defender to clear it as opposed to Burge making a double save. Um, so I'd probably say six. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I had him down for a six as well. As you as you said, some of some of the saves he made quite quite impressive. There were there was a few that I was expecting. Uh, I was expecting to just let fly past him, and he managed to get hands to it, which was which was a fair play to him because I did. I was a bit disheartened when I saw when they started eleven instead of Hoffman, but. Um, no, other than, other than the goals, but a few of which he couldn't do anything about. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah, John. Yeah, same with other six. You know, he couldn't really do anything with the goals. Maybe slightly on the first one. Um, my only probably bit of a criticism maybe that um, I would have preferred to see Hoffman start because I think he maybe gives us something at the back. You know, on that massive pitch of, of playing the ball out. I think his distribution on the ground, you know, sort of passing it out. Um, is a lot better than Burge. I see maybe my only gripe with the goalkeeping situation on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and again, that you, John, and then Gooch um, started the game at kind of left back, left wing back, probably did a better job um, than Denver Hume did when he came on, which considering Gooch is an attacking right winger, essentially, um, that does speak volumes. So, yeah, I'd probably say six again. Yeah, same with number six. Uh, I thought he was a bit overrun in the, the first half, but that's, you know, because Arsenal gets so many players forward. Um, you know, second half, he goes he goes a bit higher in the eaves. He was willing to take his man on every time. Didn't, you know, probably didn't come off not not as much as he should have done, but, you know, he tried and that's all we can ask for. So, yeah, six. Yeah, I, I completely agree. As, as uh, you've just said there, he just, the entire game, he just given his all he went for it. And I mean, against, against a team like Arsenal and we're in League One, that, that's, all, that's all we really want. And, uh, fair enough, he, it obviously we, uh, didn't, wasn't the best of performances, but he, he, he gave it his best. So, I mean, that's all we that's for. Yeah. Um, Callum Doyle, probably say six again, Dylan. Didn't really do too much wrong. Um, you know, dealt with the pressure at times. So, six. 
Yeah, six. Obviously, we would just get absolutely peppered by them for most of the game. So I mean, that really was gonna uh, it was gonna slip sometimes. But overall, I think he was he put in a decent performance. Yeah, John. Yeah, six. I thought he was. I thought he was okay. Uh, there was a couple of times when Arsenal got to the byline and he was he was sort of marking the the six yard box when someone else was there. I would like to see him just drop off slightly, but again, that's me probably being a bit hypercritical of him. Yeah, um, and again, Flanagan, I'd probably say another six, John. Yeah, same. Um, again, the only, I think he dealt with a lot of stuff in the air quite well. Um, the only thing he, he did revert back to type a little bit just with his distribution. You know, we've, we've got a nice big pitch. It shouldn't really be, you know, losing the balls or, or sort of booting out of play. Um, but yeah, it's, he, he did okay, though. Yeah, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, six. He was... He was all right, but not nothing, nothing special. He's like, he's had he's like, he's, had, he's had better games this season because he has been he's been very decent at, at points. But he was he was all right there. He was all right in that one. Yeah. Um. Bailey Wrightelon probably. I think he was our best defender. Um. You know, won his fair share of headers. A lot of the attacks that that Arsenal, especially in the first half, went through was on the left hand side, and I think he dealt with them fairly well. Um. As soon as Hume came on. Don't think he had too much to deal with for obvious reasons, but I'd probably say seven for Bailey White. Uh, yeah, to be fair, seven would probably be fair, but I, I am down as a six point five with the thought process being, although we did play well, you can't really give any, you can't give too high numbers for it's for a defence that concerned. It was part conceding five goals, but yeah. he, he was definitely our best defender. But I've said six point five for that one. Yeah, John. Yeah, I'll probably go for six. Um, I thought, yeah, he did defend well, um, and he was he was quite good on the deck actually. Um, playing it around, you know, normally his distribution hasn't been good, you know, previous seasons, shall we say? But it was it wasn't too bad last night. So yeah, probably a little bit harsh, but yeah, I'll go for six. Yeah, um, Winchester John, um, obviously started at wing back. I think it was. Um, Played a little bit in midfield in the in the second half when when Hume came on, you know, good save from Leno to deny him what would have been the equaliser in the game um, late in the first half. But again, just kind of a decent but unspectacular performance. So I'd probably say six. Yeah, same with yeah with six. Um, I thought he did quite well to to keep hold of the ball at times. You know, Arsenal were, are very very good at, at pressing them as well, and he he gets himself out of tight corners quite well. I think we do lose a little bit when we we put him out wide, um, but he probably did like um, uh, Johnson said in his his post match said, "Oh, you know, Winchester sort of, you know, he's he's had a chance to to maybe play at that." So you know, I totally totally support that. But yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go along with six. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I could miss six as well. Winchester just like this season, just one of those players where each puts each he's been so solid for us. Just puts in a consistent six or seven out of ten every, every week. Whether we're winning or losing, and I think he's a real key key part of the squad now because he just he just runs constantly for ninety minutes. So yeah, give it give the six for this one, but it, it definitely gets gets more credit than than some. Yeah, um, and again, Dylan Embleton probably again another six. Um, obviously got the assist for the goal, nearly scored two screamers in the game, one of which would have been in the wrong net, and um, that did eventually lead to their opening goal. I think it was um, from the corner, but yeah, probably say six. Yeah, I'll give him a six. Had that had that left footed shot that was gonna look like it was flying tough corner gone in, it would have been giving him a six hundred out of ten. Yeah. But uh, 
but uh, it's, it's unfortunately just just wide. But yeah, no, he was all right. Obviously, got the he he got the assist for for Broadhead, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he's obviously nice, uh, nice for him there. Uh, he he played, played well, but I think it was just it, it was obvious that he's that we were playing against a Premier League team. But uh, but I didn't. No, Martin Odegaard is he? No, no, not quite. Not yet. Um, he's yeah, no exactly not yet. <laughs> John for you? Uh, yeah, I'll go over six. Probably would have been a seven if it wasn't for that. Um, the the you know the tackle that he didn't the make. Challenge that know. wasn't a challenge. Yeah, I probably would have had him at seven because I thought his his ball retention and and playing forward was was really good. To be fair, considering you know he's in League One and and Arsenal in the Premier League, so yeah, I thought it was good. And hopefully that you know he gets his chance. Yeah. Um, you know, going forward now in League One. Yeah, um, Dan Neil again, probably a six, John. Um, you know, like I said, it's his first season in professional football, first time he's played against a Premier League side, and he he didn't look out of place. Um, did nothing, you know, spectacular as you, as you probably would expect from someone in that situation. Um, but didn't really do anything wrong. First five ten minutes, like I say, a bit shaky, a bit cautious on the ball, and gave the ball away a few times more than you probably should have. But in general, don't think you had a bad game. Six. Yeah, same with six. Um, you know, after those first shaky moments, I thought his again his ball retention and uh, you know the will to play forward, especially against uh, again we keep saying it, a Premier League team then. You know, I thought was was spot on. You know, once he sort of settled down and got to the pace of the game, and you know, when we did have the ball, um, I thought it was good. And his, you know, his vision. We said it earlier. His vision to to go forward on the on the counter and find Embleton that we eventually score from is is brilliant. And something we we definitely need. Yeah, and Dylan. Uh, yeah, I give it six as well. I think for the majority of the game, he, he held his order. That's what we were hoping to see. Obviously, against uh, against the Arsenal midfield, which obviously. <laughs> On, on paper, much better. But the fact the fact he competed with them quite well for for most of the games says a lot about how just how just how good he is. So hopefully he can, uh, he can keep it up, which he, which he has done all season. Yeah. Um, Pritchard, Dylan, like we said, probably our best player um, on the night, and generally one of the best players on the pitch throughout the whole game. I think it's fair to say. Um, you know, very good on the ball. I think it was his pass that that kind of started the move for Sunderland's goal. Um, so I'd probably I'd probably say an eight out of ten for for Pritchard yesterday yesterday on Tuesday. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I have down for an eight as well. I think he was he was on our on our team at least far and away the best player, and I think he would have been given a few of the Arsenal players to run for their money as well. So I mean, it was good, great to see. Um, and if he's if he's as as I said earlier, if he's going to keep playing like that, especially in League One, he should be just rinsing rinsing teams, and we'll, and we'll have got a good asset on our hands. Yeah, and John. Yeah, same for me and eight. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. To be fair, and um, I think as well, I think he held the ball up better than uh, than Ross Stewart did, and you know, brought others into play. Um, like you say, if we could build around that and, and keep that going in League One, then like we said earlier, you know, we've got a real good asset on our hands. Yeah, um, Ross Stewart, John, probably six out of ten. Didn't really have too much involvement in the game. Obviously, Arsenal's defence are very physical and, and very aware of the situation and uh, typically get the ball before most forwards, yet alone a league one forward, but they get probably say six. Yeah, I'll probably give him a six for his effort. I don't think he played played very well. I know he's playing sort of, you know, what we'd call the lone striker role, maybe. And it's even more when, when Broadhead goes off, but I wasn't that impressed. Um, but he, he, to be fair, he, he does work as Arsenal for every single game. So, you, you know, you've got to give him that. And I think he, 
we know the Premier League is, you know, sort of three or four seconds quicker than, than League One and maybe just didn't didn't get to grips with that, you know, with just holding the ball up. You know a defender's going to step in, whereas a League One defender's just going to try and kick the shit out of you. So yeah. he obviously knows that, but not not in the Premier League. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a six because he did work hard. Yeah. And Dylan? Yeah, I'll have a six as well. He, he, put, he put himself about, but obviously he didn't say uh, not much came of it. But as, as, as he's just said, it's a bit... It's a bit different doing it against uh, Premier League defenders, one of which went for 50 million than it is to do it against, I don't know, let's say Morgan's, <laughs> Morgan's defenders. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold it against him, but it was, it wasn't his, it wasn't yeah. a good performance from him. And last but not least, Broadhead, Dylan, um, obviously only played half the game, but got a goal, took it very well. Um, and he was the threat for Sunderland. Um, and the fact that he went off, we didn't really offer too much of a threat. It kind of, tells the story as it was so I'd probably say seven for the for the 45 minutes that he was on the pitch yeah I've, I've got him down for a seven as well I think he uh, he took that finish brilliantly I mean like not many not many league one players that can say that they've, they've chipped uh chipped Leno so I mean I'm sure I'm sure he was pleased with that one but I have to say had he not got injured and got off at half time I think is uh that 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 seven would have been potentially a higher number by the end of the game because he was he didn't look like slowing down. I, I, I was thinking before he went off, I was thinking he was probably gonna get another one at some point. But yeah, uh, yeah so hopefully he's not out for very long. I don't know if I don't know if they put a time frame on it yet, but it's if it's if it's too long, then that could be very bad news for us. Yeah. And I've seen someone post on Twitter that he could be out for two months, which would not be uh, uh, very good. Um, I don't think the club have said anything about it yet, but that is kind of the word at the moment. Um, hopefully not a very factual word. But John, go ahead. Yes, yeah, same number seven. Like, like you, like you guys are saying, you know, it probably would have been more if he'd have been able to play the the whole game. You know, we know we've got a very good player who's who's banging form, and it's you know it's such a shame that all we've done is sort of half chase the ball, and that's the injury that you know by the sounds of it, it's. Is going to be two months, and uh, he's out for it. They said today that he's had a scan, and they're just waiting for the results to see the extent. Um, so that's that is a real shame um, uh, to lose him, you know, because he's he's just found that real consistency. Um, but hopefully, you know, it's it's one for you know Speakman in January to sort of maybe pick up as a similar type player, and you know, hopefully with Broadhead and his age, um, obviously off topic a little bit, but hopefully with his because he's twenty three now, hopefully we might be able to. To get him in on uh, on a permanent deal as well. Yeah, well, going off the logic of player ratings and the fact that eight is a higher number than anything below it, I think it's fair to say we'd both all agree that Pritchard was Sunderland's man of the match. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good one there. Um, but like I say, John, you know, it's, it's a five-one defeat away to Arsenal. Um, it would have been nice to you know beat Arsenal and then beat Liverpool and then win the final and and be playing away at Napoli next season. It's not to be, but this not just from a fan's point of view, but the players will take so much, so many positives from that game. And hopefully, if we play the same way that we did for large parts of that game, um, granted without Broadhead against Doncaster, there's no reason why we can't go and score four, or five goals. No, of course not. Uh, you know, hopefully they take that. You know, I think even Johnson said, you know, maybe look at the way they play and see if they can implement that into their League One games. Uh, we know we're a very, very good footballing team. Um, the only thing that's hindering us at the moment, you know, is the injuries. You look at Arsenal's bench and then you look at our bench and, you know, it's it's light years away, even though, you know, the, the two first teams are a League One and Premier League difference. Um, but our bench at the moment is not, 
you know, it's not pulling up any trees and, you know, one of those has got to come in now for Broadhead and that that then limits limit it limits us again. Um, the only the only good thing at the moment is is Deaku coming back, which should be okay for Monday. Um, but you, you know, you'd like to think that, you know, we we play our football and the, you know the way we've been playing recently, we should, uh, you know, hopefully take take a bit of form in, into that game. And you know, I think at the moment it's a case of getting into getting into January. And I think the Wigan's Wigan games cancelled, so it'd be nice for us to to get ahead of them and make them have. Um, you know, games in hand that we've always struggled with. It'd be nice for us just to get ahead and get those points on the board, um, yeah. and give 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 the chasing pack maybe something to to think of. But yeah, get to January, um, and I think we do. You know, we're going to need a bit of work now, um, regardless of how big our squad is, and you know, the injury list is is getting bigger and bigger. We need, you know, we don't want to be pulling players out of position to, you know, to to the detriment of the team. So, you know, let's. Let's take take learn from the experience of the Arsenal game, and like you say, see if we can implement it some way in our way. Um, yeah. Obviously, at a League One level, and you know, and, and kick on. But we we've enjoyed our day there. Yeah, um, but with obviously Broadhead out, Dylan. Um, just before we wrap it up, obviously he's not going to play against Doncaster. I'd be very surprised if he did. Um, but the options for Sunderland there are either to, you know, Chuck O'Brien, in, who hasn't really done awfully much this season, is fair to say, or maybe switch it up and have Stuart as a lone striker and, and have an extra kind of body behind him. Or what I've seen a few people say is obviously if Diaku's going to play, maybe partner him with Stuart up front. You've got Sergen who could possibly come in at left back and have Gooch on the other side. There are still options for someone to go with um, that could work against Doncaster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, uh, it's we're not short. We're not too short of of attacking players overall, it's just the ones that are genuine centre forwards where we're, where we're having where we're having the problems. Like I, I wouldn't be totally opposed to seeing a uh, Gucci or Dejanko sort of uh, like occupy a central area. But once once we get past Doncaster, that's something that we do need to address in January. Whether that be get someone else in on loan or get someone in on on a permanent just to uh, to give us a bit more depth in that position. But I mean, if because especially with the with the squad dropping like flies, I mean, that at this point now we're one Ross Stewart injury away from an absolute calamity. So yeah, clear whoever against Doncaster as long as they're going for a shift in and then get it sorted as soon as the January window opens. Yeah, um, obviously the game is on Monday, um, a twelve o'clock kickoff, which is an interesting kickoff time, John. But predictions for Doncaster versus Sunderland. Uh, let's let's go four 0 Sunderland. Four 0 Yeah, four 0 Sunderland. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we'll smash the brown. I'm going to say three 0 simply because we're a bit lighter in the attacking areas that I'd like. Hopefully so. Three points are definitely needed, though. I think it's fair to say, and will be for the foreseeable, at least until January, when we can bring some more players in. But that is time for today. Appreciate you both again. Cheers. We'll be back on. Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't know when I'm working yet, um, to talk about the Doncaster game and, and probably look a little bit ahead to the window um, where Sunderland will need, I'd say, probably at least five or six players. We'll have a little bit of a discussion on that as well. But until then, we'll see you later. That's all, folks.